What's up guys and welcome back to Unified Moon. As always, I am so grateful for you to be joining me here today. Now, if you are loving the podcast, if you want to be hearing more from me, make sure you hit that subscribe button. You will be the first to know, but also give me a share on social media drop me a DM or a comment, share it on your story. I love seeing you guys out and about listening to the podcast on your walk or giving me feedback on it. It's just, it really ignites my soul. So thank you so much for everybody that has been sharing the podcast. Uh, It is uh, my biggest Disney dream and uh, by you guys doing it, it kind of helps it (laughs) come to fruition. So thank you for being you. Today, I am answering another one from the question box and the question box came up a couple of times also and it was about long-term relationships, but this one I particularly liked was transitioning from a long-term love back to you. Now, I have experience in this world because I feel like it was a I feel honestly, it feels a lifetime ago because the person that I am today versus the person I was at that time and in that relationship, they feel like two worlds apart because even though it's only been a few years, I think it was, what was it? End of 2019. So we're looking at 2020, 21, like how that's only been a couple few years that's like so that's insane that we're only in 2023 and it's been a few years but I feel the evolution between that time and that version of myself versus now um very different worlds apart I feel my first uh, I guess so the relationship that I was in my I'll give you a bit of background context so the relationship I was with uh, I was 19 when I met my partner uh, Rob, uh, I'm just going to say his name because I have nothing malice to say about him. Uh, I was 19 when I met him. I was in uni. I was in my party girl era. I was young. I was, uh, what was I doing? I was studying my law degree. I was traveling around the world. I was uh, a flight attendant in that mix. I worked at a pub. I worked at a supermarket, a promo model. So it was just a whole different era of Penny. And uh, the person that I was at that age, when you're 19, you don't know who you are as a person at that stage. Uh, You don't know what you want in life. Like you are just so naive to what the world has to offer, what the possibilities are. And I guess for me in particular, coming from Adelaide, Adelaide, South Australia, for my international followers, uh, is uh, it's a pretty conservative place. Uh, It's... In comparison to, no offense to my Adelaide listeners, but in comparison to the other states that I've lived in, it is real small town. It is, everyone knows everybody. It is like living in a country town because uh, the way of thinking, um, the way of being is uh, if you go to school in Adelaide, particularly if you go to any of the private schools, uh, which I was very fortunate, my family did put me in a private school. I loved my school that you finish school and then you either become a lawyer, a doctor or an accountant (laughs) and then uh, you find a lovely husband uh, who is either of those things also and then you get married to them, have an extravagant wedding in the Adelaide Hills uh, and then uh, you have babies uh, And then you go to Burnside Village and you walk around with your beautiful children in their seed outfits uh, and you live in your white picket fence uh, and that's the rest of history. 
And I, I know that sounds really bad, but like, honestly, if I swim into Inst- my old, old Instagram page, it's literally majority of my friends from South Australia or not, not so much friends anymore, acquaintances from South Australia and Adelaide. And it's not offense to it. Like, I'm not going to yuck someone's yum. If that is something that you love and you honor your beautiful home and you have an amazing family and you have a great life and you love your every single day, I'm not diminishing that in any way, but that is the formula lifestyle that happens in Adelaide if you're in a particular group and socioeconomic group and that sort of thing in Adelaide. And for me, I was dating someone who was going to become a podiatrist. <laughs> I had the doctor. I was doing my law degree. Oh, not foot doctor. I'm just going to say foot doctor. I don't know if they're fully classed as that. But I was uh, had the law degree. I was going to fall into that certain life. Uh, but there was just something within me. There was an itch. There was a yearning from within me that uh, I was not aligned for that world. Um, and so I stayed in a relationship and I was evolving. I was quickly evolving. I became a personal trainer. Started. I owned my own company. I was hustling. I had a, a taste for the hustle. I loved the hustle life, but I was in a small town trying to do the hustle life and it kind of was just like a conflict of worlds. Uh, and... Uh, Yeah, I went to Sydney, moved to Sydney and my partner stayed in uh, um, Adelaide. I moved to Sydney um, and we're just going to see how it goes because there was no point of us moving the dog and moving our whole entire life and him changing jobs and everything if I didn't love it up there. And as soon as I moved to Sydney, uh, it just fully ignited my soul. I was around people that were bigger picture people thinking. They were thinking way outside of the box. They were thinking outside of the little bubble that we were in and so much further into the international and the global like they were thinking big scale with everything they were doing and I knew I was in my heart of hearts that I was in the right place and it was at that point that I probably instead of my partner moving up to Sydney if I was truly honest with myself at that time that uh, we no longer aligned anymore and the life that he wanted and the type of person and wife and long-term partner that he would want he um it we weren't we weren't matches anymore I had evolved past it and I had become a different person and I think that's something really hard with long-term relationships and particularly if you're younger and you do get into well actually at any stage of the journey because I feel like we're constant evolution but uh, staying in relationships that you don't feel aligned with and that you don't feel compatible with but you feel obliged to stay in that relationship uh, and uh, I was engaged to Rob at that time I proposed to him. If you don't know, I should do a story time of that because that's just a whole different story. Uh, <laughs> but I was engaged to Rob. My family loved him. Our families were intertwined. We grew up together. We had a dog together. We were now living together in apartment, possessions, life, like everything was intertwined, right? And so when you're in that position and you are so intertwined, but you've also grown up with that person. So you don't really know who you are outside of that relationship. I think that that's a really big factor too. When you don't know who you are outside of that relationship, it's kind of terrifying to then have the idea of, oh, I could be alone and I have no idea what to do. Like, I don't even know how to change a light bulb by myself. I've never been by myself. Uh, That's really terrifying too. So that can prevent you from leaving a long-term relationship. Uh, But when you're coming out of that relationship, um, I had to give you guys a bit of context about the relationship so you can understand what I needed to do to navigate back my back my way to home to me is that when you come out of that relationship, don't expect that you are going to feel confident, empowered, amazing, and that you've got your life together. 
my life was chaos. So when I broke up with my partner, it was absolutely fucking chaos because when I broke up, I hadn't declared it to anybody around me. I hadn't spoken to my friends about it. I hadn't been complaining about problems. I just wasn't in love with him anymore. It was really as simple as that. I just didn't love him anymore. And in my heart at hearts, I didn't feel wildly passionate and excited. I just felt that I was like complacent and I hate feeling complacent in life. And when I see people that are in relationships that are mundane and not exciting and they don't feel stimulated and they're not sexually like compatible anymore and things don't align, but they stay in it because it's a complacency, I feel more desperately sad. I would rather be single for a lifetime than be complacent and in a relationship that didn't get me excited and passionate and wild about life. You know what I mean? So I left that relationship, was in absolute shambles because I was in Sydney. I wanted Nanook to move with me as well. So we were going to try and do co-parenting. God, that would have been so bad. It would have been an absolute shit show trying to do co-parenting. But I wanted to move out, find a pet-friendly apartment. I also wanted to be near the ocean. I loved being near the ocean in Sydney. That's why I moved there. So I wanted an apartment. And it took me weeks to be able to find a dog-friendly apartment in Sydney within my price range as well. Like It was absolutely chaos. And that was maybe one of the hardest transitions at the start. And then I moved into an apartment and uh, found my dream apartment. If you were following me at that time, honestly, my Sydney apartment, it was a shoebox. It was absolutely tiny. It was like $650 a week. But oh, no, you know what the worst thing was? It was the 12 flights of stairs and no elevator and having a dog that you have to take up and down the stairs and groceries. Don't even get me started. Don't. And I didn't have a car because that was the other thing. When we broke up, Rob and I used to share a car in Sydney. So I didn't have any transport. So yeah, being single for me was a real rude shock at the start. But then to further amplify that, as soon as I became single, was then going into my single life in my new apartment by myself for the first time, it was, oh, okay, we're now in 2020 lockdown. So now not only are you alone, sis, you're really alone. And I think one of the hardest things about transitioning from a long-term relationship and coming home to you is that being by yourself and feeling lonely is a really, really confronting thing. Having time, having all of this additional time where you would used to have a television noise in the background of them watching their show that they're doing, them talking to you, them talking about their day, them offloading, interacting you, all of that time that you used to have within that day and those moments of connection, you don't have that anymore. And so you start feeling, oh, I, I actually feel quite like lonely. I feel not quite at home with myself. I don't feel so good. And you feel sad and you feel upset and you feel overwhelmed and you feel all of the emotions. And I remember feeling all of that stuff, uh, but I knew with every single fiber of my being that I wasn't meant to be in that relationship and it didn't align with my life. Uh, So I allowed myself to feel those emotions of loneliness and the quiet and the still and overthinking because you will overthink within that space. Uh, And once I overcame that, I started to think about myself. And this is really, really important when you're coming home to you is What do I fill my time with now, now that I have this time that I love doing? And maybe you've forgotten. Maybe you forgot what it's like to actually fill the time with things that you love doing again because you had been filling that time with what another person loved to do and how they wanted to spend their time and what they wanted to do. So what do I do within this time now that I love to do? 
And it's one of those things when you're coming out of a long-term relationship too that you, you might not even remember. And maybe 10 years ago, the things that you did love to do at that time, you don't love to do. So maybe it's new things that you need to be filling your time with. And for me, it was a bit of both. And so I started to think about, okay, what do I love to do? I've got all this additional time, particularly the 2020, now that I'm a single Debbie Downer in my apartment, I now need to fill that time. So I decided I love creating. I love creating so much. I'm going to start taking photos and just learning how to edit them and most of the time I was just creating content I would get my little self timer up and videos and be playing on social media learning how to do Lightroom taking self timers on my balcony honestly if you were in my 2020 balcony era I I still just think oh my god there would have been so many neighbors that saw me on my balcony taking swimwear shots because that's where I would practice the sunlight was amazing it was beautiful lighting conditions And so I would just go up on my balcony and just self-timer away. And that's how I learned how to take photos. That's how I learned how to pose and do angles. Yes, I'm around one of the best posing people the whole entire time. Sweet Lauren, I was going to say slozzle. Um, And I learned a lot from her. Obviously, being around people and shooting people and everything, I do learn a lot. But I did learn an abundance by just even taking videos at that time because I didn't have like the shutter apps that I would take videos and then I would take screenshots of the videos so I knew what poses to do from that. That was really big for me about learning how to be behind a camera, how to move behind a camera and how to figure out how to get confident and comfortable behind a camera. So that then evolved from there. But adding that, cooking, I love cooking. I love doing cooking. So I was creating exercise Uh, during that time uh, it was home training sector time so that's a real passion for me I love body weight training I love doing free weight training that's something that I've always been wildly passionate about so I started creating a full database of exercises that could go into the Lauren Simpson fitness app this was something that I just love to do so that I could then create a program that we sold during that time that was a home training program that was all side hustle things for me that I just loved doing and it made me better within my job role as well but also it was like an evolution of myself Uh, so I would say that one of the biggest things for you when you're coming back to you is to start thinking about what do I want to fill my time with and if you don't know what you want to fill your time with try different things for me it was the photography and the editing things I knew I had a glimmer of it I just really amplified it the other thing that I would highly highly recommend uh, as I was transitioning out of 2020 and coming into okay you can have life back say yes to everything Uh, put yourself out there get fucking uncomfortable and just throw yourself in the deep end and do different things Uh, I said yes to everything every random event every boat trip every little weekend away every like random work I said yes to everything and yes it's exhausting it is so tiring to be a yes girl but it did mean that by filling my time with things that were making me really happy and saying yes to cool random things, it was just expanding my way of thinking and way of being. And to find the path back to yourself and to truly come home to you, you need to be able to expand your thoughts and way of being because it's not just going to be a light bulb moment of, oh, I feel good in this moment and I feel that I feel excited about life and I love life again. It's going to be I've now submerged and filled my time with so many things that enhance my existence that I forgot the old version of myself Uh, because the old version of myself in that relationship and that time in that chapter, 
that's not the person. That's why I said at the start of the podcast, that person is a completely different person than I am in the right now. I mean, there's still definitely elements of Henny that, <laughs> that have carried across. I am still definitely entrenched the same human in so many different elements, but I have evolved so much further than the white picket fence mentality and the small town girl of Adelaide. And now living my Disney dreams and really just living life to the fullest and just doing, and I still am a yes girl. I still fucking do absolutely everything. And I'm still throwing myself out in the deep end. And all of the things that I learned from my singer girl chapter definitely still are entrenched into me right now. And I think particularly the relationship that I'm in now, Ryan is a very free spirited, I do whatever I want on my terms and like he just likes to have that autonomy to do so. So I need to have that autonomy to also think like that, if that makes sense. Like we're we're very much very strong-minded individuals who like our own time, space and to do things. So we need to be able to do those things and to be happy to function away from each other, but then come back to each other and then amplify each other's existence so much. Uh, And I think that that's like a relationship that really works. Maybe you're not that type of person. Maybe you really do feel dependent on your partner and you do really, you find a partner that aligns with what aligns with your soul in the right now, right? But I don't think that, I think that it's maybe one of the coolest chapters of my existence. My single girl era was the time that I really came home to myself and I found the things that ignited my soul that really, really ignited it. And as soon as I met Ryan, the day that we were sitting there, the next morning he was like like uh, you looking for a relationship or anything and I was like honestly like the only time I'm going to get in a relationship again is if that person enhances my existence Uh, and that should be your mentality as a single girl as someone that is out and about don't ever settle don't you've been in the long-term relationship you've been in the relationship that doesn't work before and as I said before you would rather be single than be in a mundane boring relationship being lonely isn't a bad thing having time isn't a bad thing being in a shit relationship that doesn't make you happy and doesn't ignite your soul that is a bad thing that's toxic on your life your growth your development so figure out what do I need to do like what do I need to do in my life and my existence right now to come home back to myself guys I hope you are being extra kind to yourself today I hope that if you are feeling lonely if you are feeling that you don't feel at peace with yourself that you take the time today to figure out what ignites your soul and really makes you happy and uh, really sets the fire in your stomach again to live life and to come home to you go be a kind person to other people be even kinder to yourself and I will speak to you guys in the next episode thanks for joining me guys